Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. How does this work again? Again, and he's got it. Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three. Yeah! Goal! Yeah! This is nice, isn't it? Welcome back to It's All Cobblers to Me. I know you've missed us. Thank you very much for tuning in. We are very, very glad to be back, and I. I'm incredibly happy because it's not just me, Charles, that's here with you. Danny's here. Hello. Charles, I'm Borussia Munchen. Glad to be back. Oh, there he is. Look, nobody missed you. No, no, they didn't. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Neil's here. Not for much longer if Danny keeps that up. (laughs) Come on, you've been putting up for over three years. (laughs) Superb. And, and... Jeffy's here as well. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I need to make an advanced apology for the seagull situation in my uh, audio. <laughs> Lots of seagulls everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. So I do apologise for seagull sound effects that you will hear during my <laughs> recording. But I can't do anything about it. Have you adopted seagulls? Yes, <laughs> we have. <laughs> Would you I like the that. Would you like the seagull drama? 
Uh, no, let's let's leave the seagull drama. We can put seagull drama into a special maybe for the Patreons. Oh, yes, plugging it straight away. We've been back for two minutes, and already I'm going to tell you all about our Patreon, which is changing, by the way. Um, just thought I'd let you know that. Um, we're, we're rebranding it, so it won't just be called the Patreon anymore. You will be signing up to become a member of, wait, wait for it, the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Oh. <laughs> are they going to get a sticker, Charles? They are going to get a sticker. You're not wrong. They're going to get a sticker. It's going to be a bit like, I remember, my mum became a member of the Michael Ball fan club many years ago. <laughs> Ex-Everton. <laughs> Ex-Everton and former Lamey's starring role, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah it's true um but yeah if you if you're like uh, our age then you'll remember um fan clubs for the likes of the spice girls take that uh and neil's favorite the backstreet boys good good group backstreet boys i don't take no no abuse or embarrassment in that charles good. bewitched yes, i'm glad bewitched, oh, were yeah. you in the bewitched one yeah, yeah. You, i still am on the <laughs> Still going Secretary. after all these years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've risen through the ranks. I yes, like it. I Absolutely lovely. Um, well, look, yeah, you can go and still sign up to it. The same place. It's uh, patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Uh, nothing else is really changing, but we are going to be bringing you a lot more content. So every single month you're going to be getting not one, but two bonus editions of the podcast. We're having our Meet the Staff um, series that's running. We thought it'd be really nice to go and meet some of the staff that are behind the scenes, the ones that you don't really tend to meet or hear about that much, um, if at all, from the football club. So um, we've already done our first episode, which is with uh, Akshay Mystery, who is one of the pre-academy coaches and he's also one of the sport development officers, uh, a participation officer, I should say, for the Community Trust. So these are little episodes for you to get to know people that work at the football club. And we're also going to be bringing you uh, a one extra pod a month exclusive to the fan club which is basically just a bit more of us. We're going to call it, and I've been very imaginative with this, haven't I, Danny? We're going to call it Extra Time. Yeah. Time added on. Time indeed added on. So, yeah, it's going to be great. There's no reason for you not to. And, of course, our Slack channel is there. Um, So sign up, you get straight into that, which has been very active over the summer. It's been a a real joy to be involved with the Slack and uh, everybody that's in that. It's been it's been really nice. Um, and, and yeah, as Neil said before, you'll also get an It's All Cobblers to Me sticker. There's a reason to sign up, isn't it? From as little as £2 a month, go and join the fan club. Anyway, now that I've got that shenanigans out of the way, should we crack on? Uh, we thought to start off the brand new season that we basically have a bit of a look back because I know that this is the first time that all four of us have actually been together. I know that myself, Neil and Danny did do a little old podcast that did quite well over the Euros. Thanks very much if you were listening to that. Um, but this is the first time that all four of us have been together since the end of last season. And because it seems like, fingers crossed, things are getting back to some kind of normality, 
it looks like we might all be able to actually go to the football again. And I thought it'd be great to maybe just get a bit of a feeling about how we actually are coping with that, what it was like for all of us over the last 12 months or so. And, um, and, and yeah, so uh, Neil, I'm going to start with you mainly because you're not really feeling into it yet, are you? You're not, you're not there. You're not ready for the football season, are you? No, yeah, I'm not, Charles. I don't know what it is. I, I did. So the first time pre-season, I guess, I, I managed to watch the Birmingham game. Um, mm. Albeit, I couldn't bring myself to spend 14 English pounds to watch it live in the ground. So I was paid a fiver to watch the Birmingham City stream. Um and even that, it was actually quite a good game for a friendly, wasn't it? But I wasn't that fussed about it. I don't know why. Um, I didn't know any of the players. I don't, you guys were talking about Paul Lewis, is it, at one point? Didn't even know we'd signed him. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to take me a while to get back in the swing of things. I don't know whether it's a a football thing or a cobbler's thing. I think it's probably more of a cobbler's thing a little bit, actually, after last season. And I know we didn't get to watch much last season. It was all virtual, wasn't it? Um mm. But I think it took it out of me a little bit. And then we had the joy and the euphoria of the majority of the Euros. Um, oh, and then, all of it, apart well, from the last day. Yeah, <laughs> apart from apart the from last minute. Um, and then after that, I don't know. Yeah, I'm struggling a little bit to, to get myself up and ready for the season for Cobblers. It's so much so that usually I'd make sure that I'm always free on the opening day of the season. Um, but I haven't for once. I'm actually going down to London for the day. So um, I might not be much use on the pod to start with for a while. (laughs) You're not alone, though. I'm pretty sure that there's going to be people listening that feel exactly the same way as you. I mean, I've only just started to kind of really think, oh, yeah, football season starts, what, less than two weeks now. It's it's coming. I mean, I, I was having a conversation with somebody else about how... I think because of the turnover of players that we've had, and and it's not just obviously since the end of the season that's just finished either, because like some of the players that were in last season's squad have left without me ever actually being able to watch them in the flesh. So it's probably a good thing, Charles. Let's be honest. Yeah, it probably <laughs> is. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, there, there's one in particular that I'm quite glad I didn't get to see in the flesh, and I'm sure you're the same, Jeffy. Uh, although, did he play against Lincoln when you went to see or Doncaster? I don't know. Um, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Wiped it from memory. Um, but yeah, there are some players that obviously came to the club last summer and have left already this summer, and so I'll have never really got to see them play apart from being in a TV screen. And in a way. We can just forget that last season ever happened because none of us were really ever there to watch it happen properly. So, could have just a TV documentary type thing. You can just forget about it. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I'd like to forget about it. We were never in League One. Wouldn't get never renewed happened. for a second season, would it? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Crikey! Um, but it has taken me a while, and I, I, I like you. I was watching the Birmingham City friendly and I didn't know who any of them were. I think at one point I went, oh, that Pinnock bloke's a bit tall. That that was basically the most that I had to sort of say. That was it. I, no affinity with the players. You know, was it weird last season, first of all, Danny watching it or not being able to go to the game and having to put up with it on 
a stream? It was. I think to start, I think we were probably beneficial more than anybody else because we'd had the playoffs and we'd already kind of experienced it, haven't we? With the with the uh, semi final and the the final, that we've had that massive moment of joy. And like when we were watching it, we thought we're still getting the similar kind of amount of joy as we would have done if we were there. Obviously, we would have loved to have been there, but so we've kind of had that experience before it started, and then. But I think when it's <laughs> once the season started and we realised it was going to be such a long slog, it just made it so much worse not being able to be there. We're just like so helpless, sat there in our living rooms watching the game when we could have been screaming at them and giving them some sort of G up. And like even the sound of people getting on your back, you would think would help you a little bit in a relegation battle and things like that. And I think the type of character that John Brady is, we probably would have pushed him on a little bit more and pushed his players on the way he was playing late on to to do a little bit more than they did. It was, it, yeah, it was just frustrating. It was a like complete, like you tune in every Saturday and it was just, mo- for the most part, just dismal. And it doesn't help when you build yourself up and you go into another lockdown and you put so much hope on that Saturday afternoon that we're, we're all such big football fans that we put so much into them Saturday afternoons that when we lose 3-0 again, it's just, it makes the fall a lot worse, doesn't it? <laughs> we had some pretty fruity chats on the Slack and the WhatsApp, didn't we, <laughs> after some matches. And yeah, it was a season to forget, really. And fruity. I just, I, I kind of, yeah, it was free. Hmm. I kind of just see everything now as a fresh start. Like we've, cleared out everyone apart from Hoskins essentially <laughs> and, he's um, still fucking there. there he's still there go on Sam testimonial ticking down um, like, and I was probably the complete opposite to Neil actually I think after the Euros come what was it where did we play I think West Ham on the Tuesday didn't we after the Euros finished and I was like right yeah let's go for it let's go get into this now <laughs> like I was properly into like finding out everyone's I made you all a spreadsheet as well of who all the players were um and so I, I think my mind just thinks, right, that's over. Let's get back into it. And so I'm, I'm pretty much ready. I'm fit. I'm oh, fit and ready good. to go. So I, just, I'm, to I got go. so excited about the Euros and podding about it and all the excitement that, that came with it uh, that I was just like, yeah, let's get back into it. So, yeah. Well, for me, I think the fact that the Euros happened, I don't know whether this plays a part for you, Neil, as well, but I enjoyed the Euros so much. It was, it was such a, an escape from club football. And okay, it didn't finish the way that I really wanted it to, but I'm I'm very very proud of of you know the fact that we went all the way to the very end, and it, it just kind of maybe I don't know it made me sort of go oh, now we've got to go back to watching League Two, <laughs> you know I, I've been given something just so good that was so entertaining to watch as well. I mean, okay, England is always nail biting for me, but at least the players are good. No disrespect to you know, lead to Northampton players. But I mean, it's a different different quality, isn't it, at the end of the day? And I think I just kind of went, ugh. I'll tell you what it feels After like, that, Charles. Yeah. feels like you've been on holiday somewhere nice and warm and you've had a good couple of weeks on the beach, in the bars, sightseeing, exploring, no worries in the world. And then you get the plane, you step off the plane in Heathrow and it's minus two and <laughs> sleeting. Is how it feels. <laughs> yes, I'm sure it will change as soon as the, it gets closer to the Port Vale game. Um, I'm sure it will change, but that's just the zone at the moment. I think. Yeah, we've, we've still got a little way to go, haven't we, Jeffy? What about what about you? I mean, first of all, did you enjoy the Euros? Yeah, they were all right, weren't they? Until about 
10 minutes towards the end of the penalty shootout. It was it was going so well. Um, no, it was, it was good fun. I just like the fact that um, I think we have a, quite a personal relationship with with the England players now, which we haven't had ever before. And I think in the last two tournaments, in the last two major tournaments, I think we, we've we been lifted as a nation, haven't we? And we have never really been lifted like that before, especially when we really, really needed it after COVID. So I really enjoyed it. And actually, you know, you can say what you like about the penalty shootout, but we were ultimately beaten by just the fact that we just were not quite as good as the Italian team. And that's all it was. And, and that, I think gives me more pride than actually saying that, you know, we got to a final and just got slaughtered because we didn't, we played really, really well. And it was just a case that we just weren't quite good enough. And I think we can live with that as, as fans. And I think actually as Cobblers fans, we deal with that a lot better than say Liverpool and Man United <laughs> fans. Cause we're kind of used to the disappointment, aren't we? So um, it, yeah, it was great fun. Um, and it was great to experience actually being in a final um, and and the joy that brought, but actually, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to get get back to wheelchair pitch invasions, uh, fireworks being thrown <laughs> by Coventry fans, uh, martial arts by Alan McCormack, that kind of pure football <laughs> that I've been brought up on. I've missed that. Plastic chairs. Plastic chairs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and all, all you... the flags being broken. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and are you looking forward to actually getting back to watch it? in the flesh because as much as we enjoyed the Euros obviously yeah, and yes there were fans in the stadiums which was great but this is going to be really our first chance isn't it to be able to go to a match yeah. it's certainly going to be for me yeah because I me. didn't have a season ticket so I mean I went once last year but it was very very clinical if that makes sense which which is is not kind of a comment on the club the club had to do that you had to go and have your temperature checked you had to wear a mask and all that jazz um, but that was part of our reality, but it'd be quite nice for it to be kind of let free now. Like, like we're going to be unleashed like farm animals, just kind of just chucked in. It's going to be great. Um, unleashed like Harry Smith was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. The only thing I'm not looking forward to is the the thousands of pounds that will leave my bank account on fuel, which I've saved <laughs> thousands this year from not actually going to Sixfields, which is one very small win. Because obviously, you know, 350 miles round trip it's got to pay for that via fuel, but uh, it's worth it when we win. When we knew, lose, not so much. Well, here's here's a question for all of us. Obviously, last year we were able to watch every game, and I don't. I I think I pretty much watched every league game on the stream on iFollow. So therefore, I will have spent you know a few hundred quid, probably um, ten pound a pop. However many games that we ended up playing. Um, are you going to miss that? Is that going to be something that actually you maybe turn around and go, if it's not available, of course, to us this year, because there's there's been no word about whether it will be or not. Um, is that something that you'd miss? I mean, I, I'll ask you first, Danny, because of where you live, being away and exiled from Northampton. Yeah, I think I'll miss the freedom of, being able to turn it on and watch the game every Saturday. But I think it makes quite a lot of sense to to try and push for people to go to games if they can. I think I'd much rather go and spend 20 quid or whatever to go and watch a game in person if I can. Like it's worth double 
to me to go and watch it rather than sit sit at home and watch and yeah just watch the screen and and things like that i think it's it'll be getting back to the the commentary of tim oglethorpe i guess and just like getting back into that routine and getting my mindset that oh, i can't just turn it on and and watch it again but i don't think it's too bad and i'll obviously miss it but i think if it gives me the push to go and watch more matches in person now that we can it's probably a good thing so what about yeah. you, Neil? You're obviously the closest to Sixfields in terms of living in Northamptonshire. I'm also the laziest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you've not got a season ticket, have you, this year? No, I haven't. I couldn't bring myself to do it after last year. Um, Fair enough. Which I got to see one game and we lost 4-0. So. <laughs> uh, money well spent. Um, uh, yeah, I... I disagree a little bit with Danny. Well, I disagree with him, I guess. He said it he said he'll miss it and stuff. But for me, I think it should be there as a staple now. Um I did, look there's times when I won't be able to make it because of childcare, that sort of thing and stuff. And actually I'd still be able to watch it if it was available on iFollow because I couldn't look after children while still having it on the TV if that makes sense. Whereas I couldn't couldn't actually physically go to six fields and stuff. And I just think it's it's twenty twenty one. And it's the same with this 3 p.m. blackout thing that they have, don't they? Um, mm. I just think people are still going to go to the games. It's, it's, it's this it, it's, it's this panic and this worry that, well, you know, if we do it for all this, suddenly we're only going to get 500 people turning up. It's bollocks. You're still going to get the same level of people to go. All you're going to get is probably maybe a few more people watch it occasionally here or there. But overall, it's not going to make that much difference. And I just think it's, uh, for me... Uh, it's just a bit crap to not have it moving forward. Mm. Um, I mean, I I'll agree. still go. I'll still go to games. Don't get me wrong, and, I, and it's like it, it won't change my approach to going to watch games and stuff. But best one in the world, you know, if it's a Tuesday night, kids have got school or whatever and stuff, and we're at home, probably going to struggle to get there with the kids. So if I could stick it on on the laptop, I'd stick it on the laptop. Um, so I, I just think, look, you know, every game in, in America, every single, I don't know, it's bigger and different, but every single game of their sport is televised, no matter what, mm. like whether it's a local, you know, the state channel, the, you know, NBC or, you know, Fox or wherever it may be, every single game is televised somewhere. You can watch it live. Doesn't it impact any of their attendances at all? I really agree. The one thing you. that. Yeah, I, I do as well, do. Jeffy. And yeah. one thing for me is that, if anything, I think it would make, and I'm, this isn't specific to Northampton, but I think it would make all of the clubs um, basically have to raise their game in terms of what they provide as a package of going out and going to the football. Compare it to what you've just talked about, Neil. And I know you're talking mostly about the NFL, but I mean, every sport in America it's a full-on day out, isn't it? And you don't yep. just go for the actual sport. There's so much other entertainment around the game, some of which is done officially by the football, well, by the clubs. Some of which, uh, what's it called, Neil, where where they all have barbecues outside and stuff. tailgate, tailgate. You know, I mean that. I, I, I doubt it's probably organised officially by the clubs, but I mean, no, it is. Oh, okay, right, fair. But I mean, you you they sell think tickets about- for it. Right, well, there you go. I mean, it just it gets people to go. So it will cause the clubs here to just up their game in terms of 
what it is that they're supplying. Because right now, of course, they can probably get away with the fact that, well, it's just football. It's just a game. That's what we're selling to you is you come and watch a game of football for 90 minutes with a 15-minute break at half time. I also think, though, on that note, who, in their right mind, unless you are a Northampton Town fan or a Port Vale fan, is going to pay for to watch a stream or go and attend a match if you're not a fan of that club, right? For Same, for example, if you're Barrow versus Newport. Only people that support Barrow and Newport are going to go and watch that game or stream it. So this idea that, um, you know, we're going to sell out um, via TV and not leave the pure football and just have it as a football match and, and a, an occasion just as football. Well, that is rubbish because, look, you, you're not going to get people streaming League Two matches unless they're League Two football club fans, right? It, you're not taking anything away from that match day and I don't think you need to overcomplicate it by offering more. People that want to go and watch Port Vale versus Northampton Town are going to go and watch it. People that want to go and watch Newport Salford, whoever it is, they're going to go and watch it. But nobody else is going to go and do that. It's unique to these leagues. So this idea that we've got to build the match, I really disagree with that. I don't think we do. I think what we need to do is just offer elsewhere as well because there are lots of fans, for whatever reason, can't get to games. And that's just part of the 21st century that we live in. It should be available to, yeah, to absolutely. All, all supporters. And actually, if you, if you take into account as well, look, you know, lots of supporters won't be able to afford 24 quid on the day or uh, you know, is it 22 quid if you buy before and stuff they probably could afford if it, if it was a tenner to watch on a stream and stuff so it, it should be available it should, it, in the modern era of sport you should be able to sport shouldn't be restrictive and I don't even just mean football sport shouldn't be restrictive you should be able I mean in, in an ideal world everything would be free that's obviously never going to happen right <laughs> but um, there should be different avenues and different ways of viewing things. And I just think it's a bit backwards by, by football in general. And it's, it comes down to money again, obviously. And it comes down to, well, you know, if we, if we have a live streaming service, then we might lose 250 people that might come to the game. You might do, but you might have fans for, for life instead. Well, well, this is it. I mean, so just, just very quickly to go back on what, what Jeffy said, the one thing that, I know that anybody that is on the other side of the argument, so for example, I can hear, I can almost hear James Whitey and Kelvin Thomas in my head saying, but how do you attract the new fans? What you're saying is completely right, where you said, you know, only fans of Northampton, Barrow, Port Vale, all those other clubs you mentioned, they're going to watch those games. But how do you then attract the new fans, the youngsters and and anybody that maybe moves into the area? Because don't forget, if you do get rid of the... 3pm blackout and you do make every single game available you know somewhere so whether it be through the tv companies or a streaming service on the internet then you're not just going up against um you know yourself or the clubs that are nearby to you to attract those new supporters you're also going up against the fact that man united might have a 3pm kickoff or live on sky you know there are going to be, and that that is where the fear comes from, I think, is that by doing those things, that it does, you know, potentially mean that some people will choose to watch a Premier League game on the TV 
rather than going to the stadium. And that's why I think that's why you've got to then up the game as to what you're providing when you get to the, when you get to the football match and what you actually get as an experience when you go. I'm not saying increase the, t- the ticket prices for it. I'm just saying that you need to give them something as people so that they are spending more time at the ground before the match, maybe even after it. Um, and, and that way we can actually maximise future support for it. But I, I do completely agree. I mean, one of the things for me is that, you know, and everybody knows I live near Manchester, so I'm quite a way away. I've had this conversation before with Kelvin Thomas, with James Whiting, where I've said that, look, vast majority of seasons, I tend to go to the majority of my games that, that I get to go to are all up here in the Northwest, are all within easy driving distance for me to get there. Kelvin once, I think, either on a recording that we were doing with him or just a chat that we were having, and I, I think you guys were there as well, he said that he would prefer that I actually went to the home games because then my money is going to Northampton Town. But the one thing that you know he doesn't take into account or isn't taken into account there is the travel time. It's two and a half hours to get to Northampton. Which is extra money, right? Back, which is petrol, extra petrol money. Yeah, absolutely. Probably a cheeky stop at the services. Yeah, and 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 obviously it's a whole day away. So the only time that I can do that, or have been able to do that in the last seven years, has been when Nick isn't working, because then somebody's there to look after my daughter. And if I'm then going out for the whole day, which it would be, then I don't get to see Nick, and she doesn't get to see me, which me, you know makes her grumpy and whereas I then turn around and go well look you know that's absolutely great that you'd love me to I'd love to spend more money so why don't you let me by let me buying a an iFollow pass a season ticket on iFollow it won't stop me from going and supporting the games that I can get to I would go to so for example if we were playing someone like I mean I know it's not going to happen this season but if we were playing someone like Posh or some a big game against a, a big club I would go to it. It wouldn't stop me. If it was towards the end of the season and we're looking like we're either in danger of relegation or we're looking at getting promoted in some way, I would do my utmost to go to the game. But that would be on top of anything that I paid for with a streaming season ticket. I really agree with that. what you're saying, Charles, completely. And I also think, to add to that, I'm, I'm in your situation as well. I drive a 350-mile round trip to go and watch the Cobblers. And it's interesting, the mindset of of football fans, especially football fans of lower league clubs. You know, I I don't um, even give going to watch the Cobblers a second thought. It's just, it's in my nature, it's in my blood, it's what we do. And so the idea of driving that way, spending that money, definitely getting something to eat and all that, all that comes with it, it's just second nature. It like nothing stops us from doing it. It's just part of our kind of DNA as such. And you're absolutely right. We always make an absolute effort to go to as many games as possible. But even with you know a season ticket pass for whatever TV rights there might be, it's not ever going to stop. I don't think those real diehard supporters, whether they've lived in Northampton and moved away, or whether they just happened to be connected to Northampton Town in some way, they're always going to go. And also as well, interestingly. I know that Sean's favourite thing to say when we're doing really rubbish is that, oh, we'll go to the Cobblers weekend because if no one's going because they're not doing well, at least we're going. And it's that kind of mindset. So I genuinely believe that even those much smaller clubs that have a much smaller fan base, take for example, I know they're not in the league at the moment, 
but Torquay, for example, have a much smaller reach of fans. It's a much smaller area. Um, they will still have those diehard fans because they will always be there. It's their bread and butter. It's not good. At, yeah, I agree. And it's not going to start like that argument that you mentioned, Charles, whether you, I think you said whether Kelvin Thomas or James Whiten said it, that how do you still attract the new fans then if you've got a streaming service? Best one in the world, the new fans you're attracting generally are kids, right? And children. So number one, they ain't going to be signing up and paying for a streaming service anyway. <laughs> <laughs> They're only going to be going to games if their parents take them. And where you attract them, right? is going into the schools and, and giving out mm-hmm. like they do. The, the club do it. I don't know whether they still do it. Obviously I haven't done it for a year or so now, but um, previously, you know, they did, did that's what first attracted me to the cobblers. But Bobby Barnes come to my school and did a training session and I got a free ticket to the next game. Brilliant. <laughs> and I was hooked. Like it, 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 things like that is how you attract the new fans, not mm-hmm. by restricting access. If anything, the access we've had has helped my, certainly my lads keep interested in cobblers. Um, I, yeah, I just find it a bit of an old school background. It's not the club's fault, by the way. It's not. It's not a specific to Northampton Town thing. It's a football thing. Hmm. I think that like the problem is now that we've been treated so well, isn't it? Like if the lockdown didn't happen, this would never have been a question yet. Maybe. Yeah, probably um, agree. Yeah, and that's probably what now we know that it can happen. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's like, well, you know, can we now have that again? I think that season ticket idea is actually a really good idea, Charles, that people can then pay for a season ticket. It's paid for, you get all the home games or whatever, or, or home and away games, but then you still pay to go to individual matches and it's win-win really, isn't it? You, you can kind of just switch on when you, when you, when you can't make a game in person. And, but then obviously if a game comes up that you can get to, you, you go along and you, you still, have that link to the club and you still go and because I think like obviously in the in an ideal world we're all there every week but we can't do that because of family situations or whatever but yeah. it's if we are able to switch it on a Saturday and I can sit with my kids and watch it and they're like oh well, Cobblers on telly <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's like it's, wow. it's, it is a different way of building it and I think there's ways of building that online community as well that online um, you know, maybe you can have some sort of chat going on the side like we have on the Slack. That's oh, can you imagine that? Busy. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, you know what I mean, like building some sort of thing that people want to log in and want to join in and join in with the club again and online. I don't think that, I think that's a really good idea. Just to, it's probably not workable for this season because it's too late now. But I think if you can offer something like that, I think that that would be really good to 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 build existence. Like like Neil said, I think like you said, Charles, if you sat down with your kids and and watch it then i don't think that's too much of an issue there's not been probably... anything said about um i follow no I I don't, it's just no, sort of been, not... been swept under the carpet a little bit yeah. oh we won't mention that we'll it used to that, be but... used to be tuesday nights didn't it you used to be able to get that was where we got sammy hoskins little flick tuesday night Trammy, special from yes. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like um so it, it's possible and, and sure the offside goal against swindon as well that was a i was there wasn't i yeah you were yeah i was there we seem to actually do pretty well, don't we? When yeah. The thing them, is, but... though, it, it's like take it. It's like giving a load of kids some some sweets. Saying, "Oh, you can't have them, but you can hold them." Yes, That's effectively, yeah. what this is because we know it's there. We know we can do it. We know we have the, the digital digital capabilities to do it. But they, it's a restriction. Gareth Wilshire, I was talking to him um, last week, and he put it really well, which was that basically the cat or I, I, th- I can't remember exactly how he, how he worded it this, but essentially 
it's it's been released out of its box and now they're trying to have they're going to have to try and stuff it back in mm-hmm. and he said it probably won't stay in there it'll be a bit you know like <laughs> you know how like you could never get if you open like i don't know let's let's go with a tent stuff it you in. buy a tent you buy a tent you can you get it out of its packaging oh yeah you can never get it back in can erect, you you erect the poles charles you erect the poles you erect the tent you get it up there you get it a bit wet and then afterwards, you finish on your other day. <laughs> and you, you're trying to pack it away. It never goes back in the bag, does it? It never goes no, back no, in the way you end up giving up and just shoving it in the car, don't you? Exactly, yeah. yeah. It just yeah. gets shoved in any old way. Or if you're at a festival, just leave it. <laughs> yeah, some, someone moans. No, and <laughs> Neil, coming out loud. <laughs> uh, I, just, I just logged on to iFollow, actually, just to see if that was any information because i was a little bit worried we were talking about it and i just had a sudden panic and thought what if they have said what's happening with it and we've just <laughs> had a whole comment but they haven't it just says availability of games on iFollow for 2021-22 season is yet to be determined further information mm. will be posted when it becomes available so i assume yeah the footballing authorities are having a chat about it i assume yeah. i would i would say just, just as a sort of a, an extra and maybe the last bit on this, but there's obviously been a lot of talk, hasn't there, recently? I think it's Tracy Crouch has been spearheading a, a, a fan-led review um, in, in government or in parliament. And one of the things, obviously, they're talking about is, is you know, a review of the, the way that money is distributed throughout the sport. And surely this would be another way of being able to create income for these football clubs. Because let's be honest... If you're a if you're a fan of Man United, Chelsea, or you know Crystal Palace to an extent, then you're probably if you don't go to the games, then you're probably going to get yourself a, a Sky Sports package, a BT Sport package, and and watch the games that are shown on the TV when they're when they're on. Right? We don't have that option, and Sky can you know say whatever they want about the fact that or oh, we've got the rights to show the football league. Well, yeah, you do, but you only ever really show the championship games. Or Salford. Mm. Or Salford, yeah. Or Sunderland. <laughs> you know, but you only get, you know, I don't remember last season. I mean, maybe that's because of the fact that it was available on iFollow. But apart from the playoffs, I don't remember any of the games really being from League One or League Two at all. And, you know, I, I just think, therefore, what all you're getting is actually, you're not getting anything from Sky apart from you're taking money. You're taking a bit of money from them. Thanks very much. But you never get any actual promotion from them. There's no, there's nothing there that actually says, look, you should be going and watching these local sides. If that, if you're local to them, you should be going to these games and, and doing stuff. There's no, there's none of that. You get bloody and awful punditry again, like you had on BT Sport. Do you yeah. People that don't actually do any research into the teams. And you're sat there as a fan cringing because somebody says that you've got Benny Ashley Seal on loan when you know full well that you paid a fee for him. All this sort of rubbish. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, maybe that was a terrible example. But But also for got... example that like for example, BT Sports have got the rights for um all of the National League games, right? Mm. So Yeovil Town, who are near me, um, they get shown on national TV more than what we do as a team in the league, okay? Which is wrong in itself, but also shows that it's absolutely accessible to do and it's it's easy to do. It's just a case of doing it. But also, so on that note, when they played in the FA Cup many, many years ago, the um, 
commentary team called their ground, which is Hewish Park, Hewish Park for the entire time. And I'm like, that's just basics. Like, do your research, do your homework and treat them with a bit of respect. I was going to come back to the whole lockdown thing again, just to make another point about the streaming. Um, was actually people will look at football games still at this point in time and think, do I actually want to go back yet? There's going to be yeah. people who aren't well enough to go back yet. There's going to be people who are sat there nervous about mixing with so many people again, which is absolutely fine and valid that then have nowhere to watch their games still. Like there's still that, that little bit of fear, isn't there, about mixing with people and whether you've got underlying conditions and stuff like that. And there's, there's people that just don't want to go back into a crowd yet. And that's not going to change for a good few months yet. I don't think so. And that, that's just another side of what we've all lived through the last 15 months or so that probably needs to be addressed through this as well. I will say just very quickly that I do know that there is, if you are listening and you are one of those people that's actually a little bit, you know, not too sure as to whether you really want to be going back yet. Absolutely fine. You do you, that is your, um, your decision nobody's or nobody should have a go at you at all the football club though they do have if you contact them they do have an option or two for you so uh, I, I don't know exactly what that is but they do have an option for you so if you call the football club they will try their hardest to do something to help you attend if you want to but you're a bit unsure so if you're in that position just just give the club a ring or send James Whiting or or Kelvin an email and I'm sure someone will get back to you and 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 actually talk to you about it. So if you are in that position I urge you to actually just contact someone. Um the thing for me is that I mean I personally I can't wait, right? I am definitely going to that first game of the season and I just know that it is going to be for me, feels so good. But I will say, there's a little bit of this, uh, you know, trepidation about I'm going to be probably sat right next to somebody that I don't know. And I don't know. There is something in there, but I'm going to... I just hope that for me, there is going to be such a good atmosphere and it's going to be loads of stuff going on outside the ground, I'm hoping. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to put, you know things in people's heads here and just say look make a big occasion of it i know that we've had these friendlies where fans have been allowed back but this is going to be potentially a full house you know there's going to be potential there's going to be an awful lot of people saying that they're going to go to these games because they've not been able to go for 18 months so i really hope it's going to be really really good and and yeah okay there is definitely a possibility that we don't win the match but I don't really care about that. I'm not, you know, right now I'm just looking forward to going back into a football stadium and watching a game of football live that isn't in a TV, you know, screen or a laptop. There's something very pure about it, isn't there? Yeah. And do you know what? One thing that I've, I've definitely decided that when I get there, like, so in the past I've been very guilty of sort of watching the football and having my phone out. And, and maybe texting one of you guys or looking on Twitter and all this. And I guarantee you my phone is going to be staying in my pocket as soon as that whistle goes. Yeah. I think like what the Euros has taught me a lot actually is just to try and feel them moments a bit more. Um, like the joy when we scored against Germany was something that I've not felt for years, I don't think. Like in terms of, <laughs> in terms of, I'll try and say that a bit quieter. Um, but you know what I mean? In terms of that, like 
joy of a goal going in, probably the second one, I think, more than anything. Mm. But just like not turning straight to my phone and going, oh, what a goal, blah, blah, blah. And I think you're completely right. And I think it's, we need to, well, I know I'm going to try and start enjoying them moments a little bit more because A, like when we were, well, that last game against Mansfield, wasn't it? When Hoskins yeah. yeah. started the longest suspension ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was that in March? I think I haven't been to a game since. It's going to be pretty pretty emotional that first game we get to go back because think of what we've all lived through. Like we can look back at it now and think, you know, we've we've come through it and we're looking out the other side. But genuinely, in the deepest part of the first lockdown, like none of us actually knew if we were going to survive it, did we? Like looking at it from like the the darkest days in my head, especially like I was thinking, you know, might not ever go to see my team again play. And, and also as well, I don't a- think we anticipated that it was going to be like this for this long either. I think we thought yeah. that it yeah. was going to be a very short term thing, but our lives have been interrupted for years now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, it'll just make that, especially at the start, I think just set that more, especially even the watching the Birmingham game the other day. Um, that was off my seat when we scored. And I was like, "What am I doing?" It's, <laughs> it's a friendly, but but like to see the fans there and to see the fans celebrating us, I feel it's pretty special. So, um, yeah, it would definitely be something special when we get to a four, five, six, maybe thousand uh, attendance against Port Vale. So, yeah. Do you know something interesting came into my mind when you were talking about? Um, well, when you mentioned Sam Hoskins, you know, longest <laughs> suspension, but. If you if you look back over the last year, are there many things that you can really remember from watching the Cobblers? <laughs> in terms of where whereas if you look back if you look back over game seasons past and we, we pick up on things. So you mentioned Chesley, the um the wheelchair pitch invasion. Um there was obviously the um the plastic garden furniture. That was, was that against MK. That was MK, yeah. That was yeah. like we'd won the league that night. <laughs> all of these all of these different things that you're mentioning. Fans were there to witness it. And well, fans were there to make their moments as well. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All of that actually happened. Whereas there aren't things that I really remember from last season watching it on iFollow. Like, I think because we saw so much detail of, of, of the games, it almost was a bit... And, and I think other the other thing that for me, and this was something that actually really... Uh, goes back to what you were saying about being more in the moment, Danny. Mm. One of the things that I did an awful lot was I would be watching the games while scrolling through Twitter and seeing what other fans were saying because in a way it was a way of me keeping in touch with how, you know, other fans were feeling about the game. But social media just breeds negativity and it's something that I'm trying to just just get out of the habit of really paying too much attention to to social media as much as possible. Um, everything was terrible. We had people slagging Tim Oglethorpe off at every every opportunity that they had, slagging the team off, asking why Sam Hoskins was playing again. Um, the style of football suddenly became something that was far more, um, you know, I suppose tweet-worthy, if you like, and possession stats and all of this kind of stuff suddenly became loud and noisy. And actually, it, it for me, it diminished the spirit, the experience of watching the football. Now, I know that, and you know, obviously, it wasn't the greatest of seasons anyway, with the fact that we were terrible and we got relegated. But all of that on top, I just think that 
actually it was even worse, made it even worse for me. Yeah, it definitely did. Can I can I come back to one of my highlights of watching on the laptop, Charles? Yeah, of I course. Just thought of one. Yeah. Was it closing the laptop? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It was. Uh, do you remember Keith Cole screaming at Jonathan Mitchell? <laughs> like you could yeah. like hear every word, couldn't you? It's things yeah. like that that just you don't get to hear too often. So that was pretty funny. But apart from that, no, it was. It was kind of nice just to switch it off and just go back into normal life. Just be like, okay, that's that done for another week. Um, well, but- <laughs> you see, I, I didn't. I felt like though I missed the, you know, the journey away, coming yeah. away from the game. Yeah, closure. You, you almost closed wish- the laptop and you went straight. And I was, I'd be fuming sometimes. Yeah. I'd be going, that was <laughs> we a terrible know, match. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been annoyed by Twitter. I've been annoyed by the cobblers. I've been annoyed by this and the other. And you close the laptop down, and I'm just like, well, what do we do now? Yeah, you need that I've space got to no process time. that. Yeah. Exactly. There was no time there for me to really process it and get over it. It was just straight back into. So I'd be there, maybe going. I don't know. It'd be quarter to five or five o'clock when they turned it all off, and I've just gone right now. I've got to cook bloody tea. <laughs> well, this pizza just gets thrown in the oven, doesn't it? And the oven gets slammed, uh, you know, closed, and all this. When obviously, you know, normally you'd be walking away from the ground. You'd be having time to. I know, you know, normally the way that when I, when I go and watch a match at Sixfields especially, would be that we'd finish, the match would finish, and then I'd go and have a drink in Cars Bar afterwards, mainly to, you know, let the crowds dissipate and, and the traffic die down before then I'd get back in the car and, and start my journey. So I'd have that time of about 20 minutes, half an hour, to just let myself decompress. I didn't get that with iFollow at all. I had the opposite to you, Charles. Really? Yeah, because I kind of felt like I was living in like a parallel universe because I like it didn't seem like it was the cobblers to me. So I'd just like watch it and be like, oh yeah, that's that's over, fine, and just carry on with my day as normal. It felt so much less impactful. You could say it's not all cobblers to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, when, because obviously for me, it's a, a hell of a, it literally my, my entire week changes if I go and watch the cobblers. And so the whole thing of like having to organize everything was taken away from me. So actually it was significantly less stressful because all I had to do was close a computer screen and say goodbye and then wander off. And you just... said goodbye, did you, <laughs> when you used to? Goodbye, I followed you. It was oh, goodbye so in good. more colourful language. <laughs> <laughs> so, my nan used to say goodbye to the weatherman as he... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, do you think that maybe watching it on iFollow all season meant that you lost that connection that you have with with the cobblers do you think maybe that's one of the reasons why you feel a bit you know this apathy at the moment towards the season starting no oh okay <laughs> not at all i think it was because we were crap and i was massively disappointed it, we and, were it was one of the worst sides it, it, ever, yeah it? It, it was so difficult i mean there was times when we said didn't we that oh, it's such a chore to watch it <laughs> and mm. you don't want to feel like that and so I think that's it, to be honest. And we always have this problem when, whenever there's a high turnover of players, and there's been a hell of a high turnover. It was needed, by the way, so I get it. But there's been a high turnover of players. You instantly lose that connection that you had with those players. Mm. And there's no real connection to any of them, really, maybe apart from McWilliams and Hoskins, maybe. And the Hoskins connection isn't always a good connection, is it? So, <laughs> um, 50% hate him, 50% yeah. love him. 
So no, I don't I'm think it's got Tobias anything. Marmite Hoskins. <laughs> I don't think it's got anything to do with that. Actually, I think it's. I mean, I was the same as as, as Jeffrey. Actually, I found it much easier to to switch off, literally switch off, obviously, but also you know, <laughs> men- mentally switch off as well. Because generally, what I do when when I go to a game, I'll you know run across to my car in the car park and then sit in there for 20, 25 minutes, um, stick the radio on troll Twitter, that sort of thing and stuff, wait for the traffic to die down a little bit and then I'll, I'll get off. Right? Um, and-, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he's not allowed back. But yeah, that's why I have to watch it from home. Um, so no, I don't think I, it's easier to switch off if you're at home, you know, like close the laptop, turn the TV off, right, take away, or right, let's go out to the park, or right, go on, let's crack on. You know, I, it's more distractions. I don't, did, didn't find myself quite as knee-deep in it, shall we say. That's interesting. I think I I found myself obviously I, I didn't really get into it as much as if I was at a game. It was very easy at times just to sort of go, oh, okay, we're crap again, fine. Um, well, we were. just kind of start concentrating on something else, but I couldn't switch it off. It, like the same reason why I don't leave matches early, I couldn't just turn it off before. Before we, you know, definitely had lost. <laughs> Before the final whistle had... <laughs> Give it to half an hour then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just kind of... I had to be there till the very end with it. But at the same time, I'd sort of start looking for other things to do. So there was a bit of like, all oh, right, you know what? I, I need to maybe do a bit of dusting or... I couldn't think of. Li- I literally couldn't think of anything that would work out. Just picturing you uh, with like a feather duster now. <laughs> now, now, behave. Um, yeah, or it'd be like oh, I'll just tidy up the office or whatever. I'd do that instead. Whereas I, you can't do that if you're at the game, can you? If you're at the game, you basically you have to distract yourself with sweets or <laughs> dodging the sweets usually. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, sure Cal- yeah, I'm sure Calvin won't mind if you do a bit of dusting in the West End after a game. Jeff. Can you sort the pigeon situation out in the West End where me, Danny, and Neil sit in our little love train that we have going on? Oh. Pardon? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's what we call it. You're missing out, Charles. <laughs> oh, I really am, aren't I? There's a flying owl now, Jeffy. But yeah, I know. Oh, there is, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Whether it's still there or not, I'm not sure. Yeah, but the but the pigeon issue still is quite and also what's what is this sitch right? So why is there seagulls in Northampton when Northampton is the furthest point from the sea in the entire country? I can answer this one. I can answer this. Go on. They're land gulls. Right. It's not even a joke. They're not seagulls, they're land gulls. Are they actually? Yeah. They make enough bloody noise. Yeah. Two different things. Land gulls and seagulls. There you go. You learn something new every pod. Yeah. You certainly yeah. do. I certainly don't know do. my birds. <laughs> <laughs> Those many years of reading page three have finally paid off, eh, Neil? Uh, no, right. No, no, no mention of that rag on here, please. Yeah, Absolutely no. No, I didn't mention the rag. Thank you very much. Indirectly. In, indirectly. There, was, there, were, there were more page threes than you care to believe, I think. I've got my um, copy of Razzle ready. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, right. Well, seeing as it's descended and moved away from football and the cobblers, uh, I think that's probably a good point to end. Look, thank you very much. It's been great fun being back together, hasn't it, guys? I've yes. enjoyed it. 
Yeah, yeah, treat. Can we can we ask for emails? I was enjoying emails during the Euros. Can we? Ask yeah, for get that? some emails in. Get some emails Let's and jingles and stuff. Emails. That was fun. Shall we? I, I tell you what, we'll do then is we'll ask for emails. But yeah, we'll send us an email. Send us some tweets. Um, and some sweets. Yes, some sweets. Oh, yes. So it's it's all cobblers at gmail.com and cobblers to at cobblers to me is uh, both uh, Twitter and Facebook, I think. Um, so, yeah, come and join in the fun online and send us some emails. Send us your thoughts about ahead of the new season. Um, any players that you're particularly looking forward to seeing? Any Any games you're looking forward to going to? Anything? Let us know. Any 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 silly cobblers memories that you might have? Um, let us know. It's all cobblers at gmail dot com. Um, next week Ooh. is a bumper week. Oh, it's bumper because we've got the build up to the new season, haven't we? It's going to be fabulous. Um, so we've got a few episodes for you building up to the new season and the first game, haven't we? Um, what are we going to go through, Danny? We're going to do predictions. Oh. We're, we're always very good at doing Always that. great. I mean, someone, I can't remember, was it you, Neil, who predicted Benny Ashley Seal to be top scorer in League One? Sounds about right. Yeah, and Cobblers to win it. Yeah, so, yeah, always, always, always yeah, a must-listen. <laughs> always a must-listen pod, that one. <laughs> uh, what else are we going to do? We're going to do look, about, look back at the friendlies and yeah. the signings and all that kind of thing. And the, um, yeah, the new signings, yeah. And then the other one that we've definitely got for you as well is, of course, you should know by now that... Um, Northampton Town, and uh, in conjunction with us, it's all cobblers to me, are holding a fans forum event on Tuesday, August the 3rd at Sixfields. Um, it all starts at 7 o'clock. Come down and you will be able to put your questions to John Brady, Colin Calderwood, and Rico. That's right. So well, and does. Those three, <laughs> and then there'll be us there as well. We'll take questions as well, Charles, won't we? Why not? We'll take questions. Yeah. I love a question, me. Yeah. Give some good insight. Does Pele... Yeah, uh, oh, can we give a prize to <laughs> anyone ask that question to, Cal- yeah. to um, Colin Colin? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Oh, anyone, has to be yes. to Colin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if anyone <laughs> asks that question, that if is anybody a big knows, prize. If anyone knows best, it's Colin, surely, out of those three. Absolutely. Yeah. You'd imagine. They win. Um, I'll, I'll personally spend some money and buy them some Haribo or... A club shop gnome, if they get that. Get oh, it. amazing. Nice. That's oh. it. Maybe oh. a so, club yeah. shop gnome holding a bag of Haribos. There you oh, go. incredible. Oh. I might ask it. <laughs> no, don't go. <laughs> oh. You don't count, Neil. Oh, dear. Absolutely. So, yes, please do come to Sixfields next Tuesday and put your questions to the Brady Brunch. Brady Brunch. Brunch. <laughs> Brady Brunch. You can't eat them. It's frowned upon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come along pose your questions uh meet us why not i mean that's going to be the best part of the whole evening i'm sure uh we'll be back next week uh, you'll be able to listen to that fans forum i should have said we will be releasing it as a podcast as well so that you'll be able to hear that if you can't make it um and yeah it's going to be a Four. really good week of bumper podcast action Did you say paul potts i said four Pods um, going into the season. Four pods, pods with it. Four Susan Boyle. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank David you very Snedden. much for listening. We will see you next week. Uh, come to the fans <laughs> forum. It's going to be really fun. And we're back. Way! There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The cobblers are going through into Division One. Bring them on because we deserve it.
This podcast is a proud member of the FanHub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with FanHub to put fans first. Search FanHub app to play your part in the journey. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.